I don't I wouldn't want to hear myself though. I don't like my the sound of myself. <laughs> I know I had to, I had to get used to that too when I was starting like practicing talking to people online and everything and it's like oh, I never listened to my voice before but yeah, you kind of get used to it. Um <laughs> okay. No, yeah, thanks for making time Zef cuz I know like uh, that's the one thing I don't like about time zones, cause you have to like schedule it all the way around the world with people, and you're all you're all the way in Thailand, yeah. Yeah, correct. So it's like, um, have you been like, have have anyone joined your like podcast that been like live in Asia before? Um, no, you're oh, the okay. first person I've ever interviewed from all the way in Asia. <laughs> I've been to Japan and Okinawa, but I haven't been to Thailand. That's one place I do want to go to eventually. Come, come, come. It's really nice here. Especially, like... I mean, the weather is quite hot, but I hope you like it since you're from the US, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm from Hawaii, actually. So I'm, like, right in the middle oh. of the Pacific Ocean. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Just on an island. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, what, wait, what What time is it for you? Because I know I almost messed up the dates and I did I Sorry, I didn't mean to miss it because today is uh, the 10th. Saturday. Yeah, today's the 10th for me, but then I realized the 11th for you is actually, you're one day ahead, yeah? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct, correct. So I'm going to say like tomorrow, meaning like next two days for you. <laughs> yeah, so. Because we are like half away. Yes. So right now I'm like 11 a.m. Okay, I hope it's. I hope it's not too early. Nah, nah, it's fine. I woke up like 8 a.m. in the morning, so everything is fine. Okay, cool. So are you ready? Yep, yep. Okay, cool. so hey guys, welcome to Treebark. This is episode 12, and I have another creator interview for you guys. Today we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be talking with Zephix. He's actually an artist that I've uh, actually been introduced to a long time ago. He's one of the first people I ever could commissioned and he's a digital furry artist uh which and in part like you're a huge inspiration as to why i became an artist um wow so uh so what um what if you could if you could take a little time to tell me about yourself what are you really into what are you about Zephyr? Hey. wow well um, you, you mean like the way i started doing that or, or what, what do you mean by that um so like what's a brief description about yourself like so what, oh. what kind of things do you do oh basically i'm like drawing anthropomorphic art like more or less furries in a way mm -hmm. but previously before that i actually what i started with i'm doing like coding so software development as oh. the, the the job before but the artwork, the art that I've done is just my part-time thing or like my um, hobbies, I usually would say, like before that. Mm -hmm. But now they are more like into drawing to furry ass and drawing, like, you know, oh, so some boys. <laughs> is, is it, would you say like, even though it's, it's, it's very similar to me because um, I started, I'm also self-taught and... I started art like kind of as like a small interest and then as I got into the fandom it became more and more a part of my life. Has that kind of been similar for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 100% that one. I never took um, any proper study for art though. Have you any, have you done any like studies before? Um, as in going to schools <laughs> like art school? Such? In, in high school there were a couple of art 
uh, programs I took, but I only did about like two years of uh, really basic art classes. Like we did everything from from like working on clay to doing paintings to doing like charcoal drawings, but it was never like I wouldn't say that I learned a whole lot from it. Did you have any kind of uh, schooling before? Yeah, uh, nah, I never have any like proper class before. Uh, except for the like online classes. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, it's just me trying to figure it out on my own. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> but like... no, I think, wow. But for you, I feel like the way you draw is quite structured. In a way, I feel like you have been taught artwork beforehand. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I never thought wrong. I had structure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, when I look at your eye, like, I like, oh, wow, this guy drawing quite nice. I love it. Oh, thank you. No, like, <laughs> when I first, like, even the, yeah, even the picture that you saw I'm using on Discord now, I think that was the the first YCH that I saw, and I, I knew I had to just, like, bid for it, like, because I love the, wow. I love the style so much. So, like, for you, how, how did you get into, like, wanting to, like, paint? Because I know you, I noticed you do a lot of painting. Mm, yeah. Um, it's been a long while, actually. I'm, like, like, I think it's like average artists who like are self-taught is starting from like drawing scrappy art and post it on online like deviant art website. Mm -hmm. Have you? It's I really started... common for people that like, started there. Yeah, <laughs> I started in high school too. Like right around the time when I was learning a little bit of art in high school, I mm -hmm. made a deviant art account because I had some friends uh, that were really good. Like light years ahead of me and they were always like my those were my close friends were my really um deep inspirations even before the mm. fandom so i made some like adventure time art and a bunch of like different anime fan Whoa. fan art and stuff okay. <laughs> but that was like like a decade ago um uh, Sam. <laughs> did you uh so you started with deviantart too yeah yeah pretty much because back then i have my friends who like drawing before me yeah She's doing quite well. Mm -hmm. um, she introduced me like to how digital artist is basically, and then I start to draw on her tablet because back in the day I don't even have a tablet yet. I mean pen and, and the pen tablet one that used with PC. Yeah. So yeah. I just going to to my friend's house and drawing on her tablet, <laughs> and it's quite a fun time. Yeah, I'm not really like how to say it, pressure myself much back then. I just mm -hmm. like try to have fun with it yeah that was, a, way. that was the same for me because like i started off like with traditional like pen and paper and then oh, so wow. okay. something clicked for me when i had my uncle he had a old like he used it for business work he had a bamboo tablet like it wasn't even for art it was just for like signing documents but he let me borrow it because i wanted to also try um do you know what uh csp is clip studio paint Yes, correct. I, yeah. yeah, I do. And I started off with a crack software. Um, so I, kinda, oh. I, kinda, <laughs> I, yeah, don't tell anyone. But like, I started with a pirated version. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, yeah, for me, I also, I don't know whether you heard it, like the software called Pen Side Two. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's my like initial one. That's also crack as well because I don't have money to buy anything of that. But yeah, I used it for quite a while until I found out about Crypt Studio Pen and then I bought the license of, of it. But actually before that, um, 
what about to say oh the bamboo things i also had my very first tablet is bamboo tablet as well the small side one yeah the <laughs> one the one with the black the complete black yeah, it's I totally. It's I had like the same one. I think 2000, 2011, 2010, 2010 about that. So it's been a long while. I drawings, but so, more or less casual until recently, like five days ago, that I started to doing like more serious, like serious studies and such. Because then, when you was it when you got like the digital art, did you feel more comfortable with that kind of medium? Um. I don't even, I'm not 100% sure because I would say I never draw on paper before. I mean like, okay, when I started it, I never draw on paper. So I just like straight away jump into digital artists and digital artwork, which in a way is kind of cheating a bit since you can like undo and erase thing. Like that is cleanly. kind of controversial. Yeah. Would you say that that is cheating? Cause I think. Oh. I think you have yeah, all okay. of the tools to do whatever you want with digital art. And that's why I would think I, I personally wouldn't be an artist without digital art. Digital art. Okay. Yeah. Very true. I mean, when, when I say shitting, I mean like back in the day, I feel like I'm doing quite well on digital artwork, mm-hmm. but traditional, it's just super bad. Like I cannot stand There's it. Something... Yeah, there's something like I think about the what, the control Z when you get used to it, <laughs> and then you go to your sketchbook and you're like, oh, I'm gonna do the same thing, and then it's like, oh, yeah. I have to oh, I have to yeah. carefully think about every single line that I'm gonna draw, mm, and but very true. I've been trying to do a little bit better on that too. Like, um, I don't know. I think I w- this is kind of a bad habit of digital artists maybe, but I haven't been doing a whole lot of sketchbooks personally. Like everything has been just digital, like for the past year or two for me. Um, yeah, same for me. <laughs> do you? I did some. I did feel some of like several sketchbook before, but recently I never really did done that much. I should have done that too. <laughs> how do you? Um, how do you tackle like when you do art? Like if you're gonna get ready for mm. a painting or something, do you do, mm. often do warm ups or what kind of gets you going into? Like, I'm going to draw or I'm going to do this. Typically, I will start with a lot of inspirations, like <clears throat> a lot of photos, like not photos, like some other people artwork. So I save a tons of artwork that I like. Mm-hmm. It could be elephants. It could be like everything. It could be furries. Uh, it could be character. It could be a background. I feel like, oh, this is the background is so nice. The color here is so good. The composition there. So basically, I just go through my folders. I save it, like gathering a lot of photos that mm-hmm. I like and then like look through it until I feel like and, and until I click like oh this look nice I want to draw something like this so I just like back to yeah. the program and then start drawing it um I rarely like sketch warm up or anything but I know that I should done it but for some reason I didn't done that often basically whenever I feel like my Whenever I feel inspired, I just start drawing right away, which oftentimes it's come quite okay in a mm-hmm. way. But it could be better if you, if I were to start warming up, like drawing, like um, sketch pose on uh, people anatomy, like people pose or humans anatomy, like figure drawing or uh, yeah, something. Yeah. I yeah. should be better <laughs> that. Way, but... 
I'm guilty too, yeah. <laughs> but I really know, I didn't I didn't and do that much. Something I'm working on right now and trying to work out is like I feel I've kind of been feeling this artist burnout and I think mm. a lot of people go through that and you know when you're kind of looking at a blank canvas and you don't really feel like like the ideas are kind of coming how do you how do you try to work through artistic burnout um for me i feel like i to be honest i not feel like i have been through any burnout before oh okay. i'm not sure how to feel about the burnout thing but of course, I have I have been through a lot of depression. Like whenever I draw one, it's just, it doesn't come out right. It's also always depressed me. But apart from that, I don't feel like mm, burning out before. But the way I think the way that I kind of whenever I want to start to draw some things, mm -hmm. I always go to find like inspiration, other people artworks that's gonna help you going. I think it would help you when you are like in the burnout stage. So you just like go through online looking up your like senpai in a way or yeah. your <laughs> favorite like artist looking there and then you review inspired and you start drawing. That's the way to keep you going. I think the burnout is just happen when you are not when you think you want to draw something but you don't know what to draw and mm -hmm. you feel like yeah, I want to draw something good, but I feel lazy to start. But whenever you start in it, you put the, your mark down on your paper, on your on your like software, on your pen canvas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you will keep moving until it's done. So burnout, I think, it's gonna be gone after you start actually like drawing, like start put the mark on the paper. Yeah. Your feeling of the burnout will be gone. That's really motivating because, like, a lot of the times, I think it's a discouraging kind of issue. Like, um, sometimes when you're, I don't know if it's, like, not in the right mood, but I think, yeah, looking at a lot of art that makes you happy would really help get you back into the groove. So, like, when I look at Null Ghost art, your art, or Red Rusker's art, or something that it's, like, um, like kind of in the same theme that I want to draw, whether it's like lewd or you know something from my comic and stuff like that. Uh, I can try to get, yeah, warmed up and motivated. I think it's motivation actually. That's probably what it is. That's where you get the energy yeah. from. Um, like <laughs> one of the things that always uh, kills me on the inside is you know when you try to do the uh the flip test so when you draw something <laughs> and then like you're drawing a face or something or a muzzle and then you yeah. flip it and it looks totally wonky <laughs> <laughs> it's always happened man yeah <laughs> it's rare that i do it and i don't feel depression <laughs> no i uh i mean since it's kind of helping when you're flipping often mm -hmm. but not too often though because when you flip it too often your brain you like kind of like how do you say get used to both of the oh, way okay. but it's not gonna help you to see what's wrong with the picture so try to flip not too often but sometimes do it to check whether everything Once looks in a while okay yeah 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 like i think yeah i think that's really important because sometimes when i'm i'm kind of rushing myself i feel like i'm mm. not getting the right picture that i had in mind like mm. you you really need like i'll even like for the for the artwork that i'm most proud of it's it's mm. their pieces that took a couple of days or even weeks so 
you know when you like stay up late and you're like i could finish this but i i just choose to go to bed sometimes and then the next morning i'll have fresh eyes and then i'll look at the piece and i'm like wow his head is way too big or like (laughs) it's just really bad proportions or something like that yeah i feel you on that man i'm like especially i don't know whether it's happened to everyone or just me who like i'm quite perfectionist myself so sometimes i kind of like overwork it like mm-hmm. whenever i'm drawing right for say i'm painting for an hour point like two or three hours i still i still keep going it try to fix things try to make like it look as best as i can as i can do yeah but in in a way after like you save it and let let it last for a day after the next day you're coming like to look at it you mm-hmm. just feel like oh shit this is so wrong <laughs> and look off and everything look off i feel like i want to redo all the whole thing again that does that's always has been that so does... try not to hmm? oh no sorry sorry go on <laughs> um let me try, try try not the, the tip is try not to push through it like try not to like drag on with it if you feel like you are a bit tired just stop doing something else and come back later if you help a lot i mean save you a lot of time as well mm-hmm. and when to kind of linger on like you're talking about overworking it um mm. that makes me like think of um what to ask it's like when when you're working on a painting it kind of feels like i could kind of always change and paint and color and improve <laughs> the light so much like what is the stopping point when, when do you know to stop <laughs> Wow, that's really tough questions for me, though. <laughs> um, it's hard to tell, though. I mean, I feel like when I stop, meaning... Um, I stop when I feel like it look perfect, mm-hmm. in a way. But for the artwork, there's no um, perfects in art. Everything will have faults on it. But recently, I just, I just realized that you don't really need to draw everything perfectly or like everything crispy and sharp what you need to do is just convey the right message on it if you want to draw like handsome character make like your viewers see that or view it or feel it that he looks awesome or he looks handsome yeah so it doesn't have to be very detailed but the detail part have to be there so that it's not too weak I don't know I think I lose the way to explain now um but kind of as long as it's like you mentioned before it's like communicating the message or telling mm. the story um, yeah right i think yeah as long as like you're showing the audience like oh the this was the pose or this shape really communicates the message mm. like he's supposed to be handsome or maybe he's, he's in an action naughty. pose or naughty yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so for you, um, yeah, I think we already established, like, you actually work in Thailand. And how how is the furry life kind of in Thailand? Because uh, I'm personally, yeah, based in America or North mm. America. Um, is furry kind of taboo in Thailand or what's the, what's the general consensus? So essentially, I think most of the Thai, like, non-furry Thai people um don't even know the fully exits so we are more like safe spare i guess it's not a taboo or anything mm-hmm. so there's no negative like emotion or negative thought 
toward Feliz in Jello in Thailand. Um, is it kind of like an how... anime thing, or is it like <laughs> do they treat? Yeah, kind of anime thing. My my dad was <laughs> always always like saying that I'm drawing like um, creature or like monster stuff. So <laughs> the Feliz is not a exists in like normal Thai people like dictionaries. Mm-hmm. So they they don't even know what furries are. They're yeah. more or less like if if they if they say was fursuit, they will be look at it like most of it are mascot. Oh, so in a way we kind of like <laughs> yeah, all cosplaying. In a way, it's like um, we are very safe. Or, um, what's what's the word like? You can be open uh, about it, or hmm. I think we should be able to be open about it, but we never really like going out to the mall and walking with our first suit though. <laughs> only like some only when we have a convention or have a our own group of meeting we can Ooh. suit there. What is a big convention in Thailand for like fur for fur cons? Uh for Furcon we have Thai Tail, the name of the convention. Oh that's cute. I like that name. Yeah. Thai Tails. I think it's shit, I don't remember the name. <laughs> Then I don't remember the spelling. Yeah, it's Thai tail with, with the S at the end. Oh, have you been to that That's one the before? The... Uh, yes, I think it's twice already. This year I planned it to go there as well, but the event has been postponed due to the Rodas outbreak. It's yep. all convention left and, lo- left and right, like postponing or even yeah. cancel. Everything's been pushed back to here in North America. Like I'm just hoping for the end of the year that... Uh, not all of the conventions will be closed, and hopefully uh, <laughs> I can register. It's gonna be, it's gonna be our like sad day, sad year for us. Really, <laughs> no con is opening. Yeah, oh, and I've I've even talked to like a couple of other furries, like uh, Nonstop Pup. He's gonna be um, hosting mm. some charity events and some online uh, convention type uh, things to do. Uh, so wow. people, yeah, people are really making do and it's really, that's motivating because it shows me a lot of people still want to make, you know, like these events happen, like no matter what. And that's really cool. That would uh, be cool though. Like, yeah. Have you ever like staffed or did you ever hold your own panel or table at a con? Uh, yes. The first, the first, com- oh, wait. the first convention I like. The very first convention I I been in my life is not in Thailand though, it's in Malaysia. It's a fur con named Fulam. Oh okay, it's, I did hear of that. It's one the first before. one I've gone. Yeah, it's the first one I I went and it was like super hype on that. I liked <laughs> everything to be part of it. Maybe because I have friends going as well. I believe whenever you go to fur con, you should have at least like a group of friends to go with. It would yeah, be for more sure. Fun like going alone, I feel like I'm, I'm gonna be super boring if I like going alone without like. Especially, I'm like quite introvert myself, so yeah, <laughs> I'm not out open to talk to anyone, yeah. except yeah. friends. But yeah. So oh, so, uh, so I was the after table. that, uh, uh, yeah. Af- after that, the next year I went to the same like Fulham's uh, mm-hmm. con, and I I like book a table there to sell my very first art book. I oh, made. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's what I experienced as well, like standing there in the table and then like leading to many people. What was um, and what was in the art book, or what did you compile to sell? 
it's some of the new art and some of the artwork that I have done before and, and I like ask permission from the commissioner whether can I use it for like my original art book oh, nice. and then I make one so it's more like a compile of my art so far from 2016 to 2018 I'm kind of curious if I may ask kind of like um mm -hmm. just for me as an artist too and kind of developing myself and putting you know myself out there and maybe a couple of other really um I would say like new fresh artists um mm -hmm. what is it like developing that kind of product um how do you get to publishing the book or making a stock of it to sell actually because uh it's physical yeah or is it digital it's physical physical yeah how do you so get I, into I never, touch it's super like exciting and fun when you want to like compile everything to a book and you want to like give people to see it mm -hmm. your like, your best of the best art book artwork that you have yeah you that's know, really cool in there and i was like oh sh i want to do it <laughs> then when you started doing it and, and first and like compile every basically like have a folder to to put every artwork i feel that like i want to put in to the, mm -hmm. to the art book itself put in there and then when i start to do all i i mean start to make a page out of it yeah it, the first thought i was like okay it should be easy like just put every artwork in right and type something and then like prepare to print and but in reality it took me a week like to compile to like write to organize everything in the art book before sending mm -hmm. it to 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 public like not public like to the what what's the word like printing company to print it oh the printing company or oh, okay, okay the people yeah, yeah. who put it together physically ah uh, yeah 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 publishing company but i have but yeah more or less like, like that but it's yeah kind of publishing company but i didn't publish like in the public manner though meaning i'm like make it like 100 books and then sell only that 100 books myself mm -hmm. so it's not going to be on like a bookshelf or yes yeah, just for it's just your sale home. yeah 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 so then and you yes, it's put in quite a long time to organize to all the it. pages and then you're yes. writing up all of like the little excerpts for the page and descriptions and then you just bring that to the con and then you set that up and then you can start engaging with people yeah. yes correct oh awesome but okay yeah for for if you if someone want to do it for the first time i would recommend you if you want to sell it on in convention right mm -hmm. you can just post it online first like kind of like advertise your your stuff beforehand so that people you know that oh you sell something in, in that like for the convention yeah otherwise not, I, don't, I don't think people will be like going there and just look i mean some people might not know that you're selling there so the best way is just publish like post it online encourage people better with, i mean the way i did was that i opened the like pre-order form online mm -hmm. like to make people to fill in and you can pick up and and buy it like at conventions that oh, help that's helped a that's lot super fast and, yeah that's really convenient yeah that's helped a lot because a lot of people just like fill in the form first and then you, he will come and pick it up and you basically it will help you as well because it will help you to see how many people are like, interested in your stuff beforehand mm -hmm. and how much you have to be engaged and like bring more people or draw more people in to buy your stuff so it's super helpful 
so that was just based in thailand alone like do you often since as a digital artist one of the really cool things is that we can work from basically anywhere around the world and you can work with clients all around the world um yep. where would you say most of your um user base or your your commissions come from <laughs> i think most of the time i i got like commissioner from us yeah it seems it's to be <laughs> yeah because um, my pricing is a bit high for tides like even for thai people to mm -hmm. begin with so the pricing is way like turned off by a lot of thai furries oh just given the exchange <laughs> oh. rates yes correct okay but, but most of the time i have some sort of a bit of discount because of like I mean, a bit of how for Thai people who want to commission me. The reason being because of our uh, living cost is much different than than US or than the first world country. <laughs> I would say so. One commission would like be able to survive a month or so in Thailand. Wow! I mean, if you oh my gosh! Want to buy me a commission? I mean, bought a commission for me. Like that's one so, month's rent right there or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite high. For them, it's more like a luxury thing. Oh, okay, for I see. Getting, so we have, yeah. I have to be like a bit discount from there. And but more of the like people are from US and European country. Yeah, we have a lot of people that really get a lot of great art, and they get a lot of art like constantly. And that's sort of the thing that I've noticed a lot of my friends do. They have just a backlog of commissions. And they'll, <laughs> they'll slowly post it to FA, and I'm like, dude, check your inbox, and it's like, a, like over like ten thousand messages. But he's like, yeah, I'll get, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you? Uh, when did you start actually getting on FA, or do you oh. use FA mainly? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Um, I don't remember what, what when I like post art when I first put art on FA. I think two or three years ago when I start like knowing or like being out in the open because previously mm -hmm. previously I kind of know that fully exists I don't know I didn't know that at the time that um, he have the Thai fully community as well I was a bit like going like looking up or searching online for like foreigners like Europe, uh, US community like for for fully convention and such I didn't mm. know that Thai communities exist back then but then after a while I just feel like that oh there's there people like in Thailand also like into furry fandoms mm -hmm. so when so first I start with the Facebook account and then like add all those people and like be friends with them and then they kind of like give me the idea of like of the furry of the fur affinities website that exists exists yeah so I there and post stuff online and then I start selling like start like opening up for commissions the first so, one I opened like for a few days and no one come <laughs> yeah oh no I feel you there because like starting as an artist like nobody really knows you yet and you don't really have yeah. a huge gallery to really show so like was was this for you when you first like your friends were showing you the website and even maybe mm -hmm. before you've been to a convention um did you did you realize like the furry fandom is such like a great place to start art that you wanted to develop yourself in the furry fandom um not really after 
only after my friends that like introduced me to it. <laughs> so yeah. Also, it's like were, after that, if, mm-hmm. were you necessarily drawing like monsters or creatures that led into anthropomorphic creatures, or how did how did the fandom kind of influence you in in what you drew? Um, I start drawing with like a feral stuff, meaning like or lake creatures yeah. like more or less i start with wolf everyone like most of the people start drawing wolf or like canine, canine. bias <laughs> yeah yeah i'm pretty much i'm pretty much into that one so i draw that for quite a long time until i like drawing like a werewolf which is like mm-hmm. a version of of furlies i believe like more like anthro stuff basically werewolf is more like um a bridge between humanoid and and and, and the, the transformation the tf yeah yeah, yeah tf stuff Oof, and then hot. <laughs> yeah oh wow you're into it <laughs> <laughs> of they course i just start to think oh yeah there's a lot of people are into like furlies they have their own persona and such it would be nice if i can draw like if i can make my own as well like mm-hmm. then so eventually i make one just only one because i'm like i'm kind of like bad at thinking about the backstory of character and such so basically my persona is essentially like me who i want to be basically mm-hmm. in the furry community there's no like backstory or anything my my boyfriend's always like <laughs> push me to like think of what is his backstory to make oh, that like that's pretty interesting things but i was like oh, i don't know man i have For... to about it for me personally, yeah, I don't have a backstory either. I just kind of just I treat my my fursona just as like my regular self. So whatever I do, my sona does. Like I'm an artist, my sona draws too. Like there's no real difference. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing in a way. But after a while, when I start drawing like not safe for work stuff, I just <laughs> like a bit distant from being myself. I mean, distant uh from my own character that he would not being me anymore mm-hmm. how i wouldn't want to do something you know actually like that that's in, in artwork <laughs> that's something that i wanted yeah. to ask you about too because um i was even asking a different artist like a few artists that mm. um got into the fandom did a lot of feral things too mm. and then like on the adult side of things um if it's okay to ask, like, when did the lewd come in, and when when did you say like, hey, I think it's all right to to draw like sheaths or boobs, you know, like <laughs> or a butt, like, because a lot of the time, like, for introverted people like us, or you know, it's really shy, and it's like, oh, I've never done this before. Um, <laughs> what was kind of your first steps into the adult space? Because I feel like it's one of those kind of things that everybody just sees but never really talks about. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it started um, when I draw for commissioners. Basically, mm-hmm. I met my boyfriends through commission. He commissioned like one or twice before, and we kind of talked after that. Since then, yeah, his character is kind of like you know hot in the adult way. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed. So kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of like pushed me to draw more of the adult stuff, which like I kind of don't really mind that much, because to me, whenever I draw the adult stuff, I don't feel like 
turned on by that much because mm -hmm. what I'm trying to push through it is just the anatomy or like how things, how like stuff, I mean, how character would be in the scene. Everything is about related to art more than what he explains, I believe. Yeah, and that's, that's what I really <laughs> like about your art too. Like, cause like, as you mentioned too, like, um, you think of from a very like structural approach, like from a very traditional artist perspective that I would imagine. Um, mm -hmm. So it really does show in your work and that's what I really take inspiration from. Ah, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, but the, yeah, um... but after, after a while, I just start drawing like she's and drawing <laughs> the, bulgy, the bulgy. Yeah. But it's not necessarily something that like um, you're pursuing. It's just kind of happened through the commission life. Mm. Yeah, more or less, yeah. I'm mm. not really like wanted to draw like that often, I believe. I love like uh, set for work art more, like how beautiful the, the piece is, how like the character represent themselves or the feeling that you saw and then do you sometimes feel like oh if it's a lewd or if it's nsfw i can't really show people this or maybe like i have to just kind of hide it and you know if somebody nah. asks like what do you draw would you just show that or um if it's fully community i'm not really like shy about it since we all know like people are into Oh yeah, it's it's pretty normal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty common in here. Do you ever, but do you whenever ever... whenever I talk to other like artists that's non furly based, like mm -hmm. regular, like or even my colleague, because the the reason because we um I'm work with like creating the the mobile application before we we need like artists to make a like mock up or like skin chart of it so we in a way i kind of know like some of the artists like out there that's non-furly just working on their stuff oh, so, so whenever we talk and then he, he she, she kind of know me that i'm like drawing so whenever i she asked me what i'm drawing i was like um animal stuff maybe <laughs> I have a bit tend to show stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really tend to show stuff to my <laughs> friends or like non-furry friends because it's quite. I I basically furry is out there. I mean, people outside of furry fandom don't treat furry well in a way. I feel they're not so treated well. Or yeah, in general, I believe I'm not hundred percent sure. So I'm a bit like tend to say or to show up my art mm -hmm. but eventually I show some of my artwork because she keep like <laughs> asking me <laughs> to show in the end yeah. I just show some of it like some very safe for work of it so you have like a prepared folder to show all your yeah your safe yes. for work stuff I have <laughs> I have Instagram but I rarely use it I only post like completely safe for work there so that if someone happened to ask me what I'm doing, I just like open up my Instagram and show it to them. <laughs> oh, that's smart. I should create a different, yeah, I should probably use Instagram just for that too, because I have Twitter and I just throw everything on Twitter. Like, even if you follow me for safer work, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it'll be like maybe a couple pieces safer work and then just random like boobs and butt and hot dogs. <laughs> what not? Yeah. It's like, oh. 
for me, I try to split those though. I mean, I, for Twitter, I have two accounts. One is for work and other is for looting. Mm. But I hope it helps though. I'm not sure because sometimes I still like follows or like not safe for work in my main account and it's somehow Twitter appear make it appear to your new feed. Mm-hmm. I hope it not appear to you to one of my Where? like followers. Um but so... I try to split it like safe for work is one account, another not safe for work is another account so that people can safely open twitter in public yeah that's re- that is nice and that's in respect to them so they don't get caught like <laughs> somebody peeking yeah. over at their phone or something on the bus <laughs> yeah um so i feel that sometimes as well so i rarely open twitter in public at all <laughs> div- div- yeah i know i've seen some people too like some of my friends they have these really dark screen protectors on their phone so you can't see it like oh. at an angle <laughs> i yeah, think i should yeah, that's really helpful too. that's really helpful yeah, you should get one of those. <laughs> and I'm just going to be just looking at porn sh- <laughs> just in public. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I do that way too much. More than I'd like to admit. Um, oh, wow. But never been caught, so that's okay. And besides, that's and okay. I, I have some friends that are like, you know what? Well, if they're going to look, you know, they chose to look anyway. Um, but yeah, so I know kind some of, of um, Taking a step back a bit, talking mm. about like, you know you improving yourself at art and Mm. your practices um when you when you're trying to like develop yourself do you do you try to push for a specific style or do you have any artists that like comes to mind when you're like wow i want to i want to paint or i want to draw like that or anything specific um um i wouldn't say like i have one or single or a a handful of artists that I like but it's more like whenever I get inspired in some certain area of the art I tend to kind of like imitate how they do it mm-hmm. um, for a few pieces and then I stop and then I like looking for something else I'm kind of like not stopping it like to to basically I don't have like my only one like um, inspire artists, no. But That's for me, I'm just important. looking. Yeah. yeah, I'm just looking through any other like people around there. Even this day, I'm like looking through some of the art station artwork because those are like industry level art. You know, mm-hmm. it's helped me to see how far am I, and, like how they do it sometimes. Because sometimes they they also post after process like video or like a speed. Yeah, I, no, I love and I learn a lot from those. Yeah. Yes, that's super helpful for us, like, looking through how people draw it. One... Even though it's speed up, but that's, that's fine. As long as we can see how they approach art, it's really helpful in that way. One, yeah, kind of uh, seeing the, the thought process behind it seems to be, mm. like, something that I can really, you know, like, kind of break down, and then you see their process. And then I, I think... Like what you said earlier about taking a little bit here and there from your inspirations, mm. that's super important because you never get stuck on one thing and it mm. kind of helps like you add to your own visual library. Um, yes. One thing that I notice is like if you kind of focus too much on one person's style or art, um, you, you kind of get trapped in just that one thing and you don't learn as much. Yeah, uh, very true. If you keep drawing the same thing over 
over again. Or if you keep copying the same artist over and over again, you will like, end up similar to them, I believe. I, I think so. But, and it's yeah. important to steal, but you steal from a whole lot of different things. Yes, yes. Also, if you start drawing something, start gathering some uh, some reference photos or mm-hmm. uh, works from others, it will help. Like, it will help you drawing much better than you think you can. <laughs> this it reminded me of um this stupid tweet I made a little while ago about like oh using if if what you drew wasn't totally from your imagination or was not mm. like referenced it's not original art and like, it's not <laughs> it was so stupid and i was like yeah that's a weak mindset because uh, i was quoting ninja um i don't okay. know if you've heard his quote but he was saying something about like oh if you if if you lose or something or if you i, I forget what he said but if you take it personally and you don't think that you like you're a gamer or something like that you, you're a weak mindset and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah i mean it starts the myths like of not using reference start from DeviantArt, i believe like back in the day people are proud of not doing using reference mm-hmm. to draw something but I, but i think that's like long gone already even yeah even when you're learning from reference or a study like studies i think are super useful even if you're tracing but the most important thing is to never say that you that's your own original work though yes i always say that to one of like most of like people come up to me and like ask me how to draw uh, i would say like you can trace as long as you want but don't claim it on your own just trace it for the sake of studying it yes totally even you want to color pick, picking like from some of the beautiful art like work, you can do it, but try not to to claim it on your own just for the sake of study. It will help you a lot. Yeah, because sometimes like I'll look at like for me, I don't know how most other artists start with like the the body. I usually start with the tor- the torso, and oh, okay. one of the most challenging things for me is to get like the pecs just right if it's a really bara type character. <laughs> And I want to get, like, the volume of it, like, just right. So then I'll go to, like, a whole different reference folder that I have of just bodybuilders. And I'll just do, like, a red line just over, like, their contour and over their whole silhouette. And it's, like, super helpful. Yeah, it does. Also, like, uh, deconstruct out of it would be more helpful than just phrases, though. Like how like drawing a circle or so how to like see the form in 3d space yeah i don't know how to explain anything but like instead of like drawing a completely lie like try to think of the form in 3d how it looks in 3d and draw circles like draw a lot of cil- uh, cylinders and circles and such it will help you if you help drawing like much more realistic i believe like more 3d mm-hmm. they exist in the space because sometimes uh, when people start drawing, it might people will will make it like it might look flat. Like that's something that I did it. realize when I when I have been getting more into studying. Like mm. there's this thing that I've becoming like that I've been thinking about more and more, and it's when um, if you don't try to picture that and take those like shapes from your study, you often mm. flatten things, and yeah. like your mind doesn't have a good grasp on like depth so overlapping mm. forms and understanding what's underneath the skin and the skeleton is super important 
Yes, especially for beginner, or even though nowadays I still have to learn all of those as well. Yeah, I heard even for like the most professional top tier artists, like if they don't follow certain rules or certain, I should say foundational um, mm. understandings, the fundamentals, it's going to mm. look weird. And even to like the non-studied, like the untrained eye, you'll still notice like if something's off. Mm. Yeah, because we see things in 3Ds like every day, we like live for like, 20 30 years and see everything like in 3d space and when you see a drawing mm -hmm. you can't tell right away whether it's like it feel believable or not or it's like oh that eye is too small or like the yeah. muzzle is too crooked or something <laughs> you know? yeah 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 um, the, i think the way it's just coming came up in my mind the way the artist can improve is through the observation a lot of like top tier artists always say that it is true in the way you have to observe things in your life and try to draw that it will help you to see things that you've never seen before one thing that like one person in particular that uh, super like gives me inspiration and then also gives me depression is um oh, okay <laughs> is uh, actually just a non-furry artist and he's uh kim jong ji do you know have you heard oh, of him yeah yeah, yeah and <laughs> like his ability to just like look at a room or just not use reference but he talks a lot about just like constantly observe like you said like you're just mm. looking at everything in life and you're trying to just picture it and yeah that's like one of the hardest things to do and i guess that's why he's like the only one that has come that far so far um, yeah he i i listened to his um video or like interview before uh, one or twice before mm -hmm. one thing that kept uh, that kept my attention is that he he have to, what's the kind? What's the word like? Find an excuse to not to draw rather than drawing, like, because drawing is like his life. He have to. He want to draw. He just drawing every day. Mm -hmm. But sometimes he want he he have to like find an excuse not to draw it. <laughs> I mean, find, wait, no, it's another way around. Find, find an excuse. excuse to draw. Oh, so like. Shit, I don't remember now. You're, oh no. So you're drawing no matter what. <laughs> It's like literally yeah, no, all the no time. Matter, yeah, 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 all the time. That's what he done. So that's why he like more or less master of drawing, I would say. That is true. Cause he if I do, did you ever have like those breaks where it's like, oh, um, I haven't really felt like drawing in like maybe a week, and then you get back to it, and you're like, oh my god, I can't draw at all. Like, <laughs> you have to shake off yeah, a lot it's of rust. Yeah, happened to everyone. Yeah, it happened to everyone. And the the main thing is like, yeah, I think pulling back your inspirations and then looking at those images like for me uh, another one i think for a lot of people was is no ghost seeing those paintings and his compositions oh mm. they always get me going <laughs> and i'm like i want to be able to render like light like he does or color that he does he does really like nice muted colors and he doesn't mm. blow saturation too uh, uh too often um Oh, yeah. more or less happened to me all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll sometimes go back to my old work I'm like oh my god like everything is so bright and so strong and yeah. I'm trying I remember to you say that to me and not I think I think I go back and read through our conversation before when let like, you took my YCH and you mentioned something like can can I mute down the the saturation of the background for a bit I was like oh yeah Oh. Back then I didn't I didn't realize <laughs> Did I though, that? but now yeah you say that you say oh, that. Back then I didn't I didn't realize though, but and now they are just super. I was like oh shit that's super like 
color is just too much. <laughs> right. Too bright blend. Um, one huge inspiration, like in for me in the industry, quote unquote, is uh, Blizzard Entertainment. I really mm. like their pa- their painting styles and stuff. And I notice when they do backgrounds and the character, you'll you'll have a really nice contrast between the values of the character. So they'll be much mm. darker in value compared to the background. So that's why even for me, I'm trying to mute my backgrounds a lot more now. Um, mm. Like splash that's a good art, to go. so good. Yeah. Oh, those best ash man that's super cool and me personally i, I, I want to reach that level and that's like what i want to be known to be like commissioned for so that's what like is uh, a big focus of mine personally is there sort of a direction for you like is there a goal for for use epics that like i want to be able to do xyz or like what is um some mm. of your short-term or long-term goals for art or just furry stuff i don't know <laughs> Um, not really, like, the end result that I'm looking for. It's more like how the process, the art process that I have been through. Because, like, a year, like, a year ago or so, I always, like, drawing, like, painting, like, it took me, like, a week to finish one piece, which is, like, so long. And always, I always get bored, like, more of the time because I have to, like, try to render it as much as I can mm-hmm. to make it look, like, good in my standard but it's really like kind of um depressing in a way that i have to go through the same piece like for a week and get bored and have to like force myself to work on it to make it done do you so do you handle a couple of uh projects at the same time to kind of like mix it up because i noticed like when i watch some other artists stream um, they'll have a couple of different commissions, so they're like, okay, if I get a little bored on this one, I'll jump, I'll jump to another one. How does mm-hmm. that kind of work for you? Um, I have tried that before, but it doesn't really work out. I feel because I kind of it gives me more stress when I have to finish two things, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like make me more anxious. I totally feel you there, yeah. So it didn't it didn't work out for me. It might work out for some, but not didn't work out for me. So for me, I have to focus on one thing at a time or one piece at a time. Mm-hmm. So back to the questions that what are what am I my my plan or long term goal? It just I want to try to find uh, a process like the art journey or the process I have to, um, to work on the piece that mm-hmm. I like that I enjoy. Because, previously, I only enjoy um, the finished products, meaning the end result of it. Yeah. It's so much trouble. I, go, I went so much trouble to get the artwork done. That's mm-hmm. what I feel. So much depression as well. Depression, like, uh, times try to push things forward. I but mean, I'm did... always happy when, when, I, when I saw the, the good result coming up. And so now they are trying to focus not to focus on on the end so much try to get my hands on like so get... do you ever feel like your process gets too formulaic or like you have to throw something no. new into the mix or is that what you're um, actually trying to develop for me my process is kind of random mm-hmm. it's i would say it's not the same for every pieces so sometimes I start with the nice drawing, like clean sketch or clean line art before like color it and repaint on top. 
sometimes I just copy a uh, scrappy sketch and then start from there. So when I say process, meaning the way that I done art is quite random in a way. So there's no structure or anything. Mm-hmm. Just, just just kind of an emotion. Put maybe? it through. Do you kind of take that's a feeling? What, that's what I aim for. But for now, I don't think I like using emotion that much. I should have you that more because I feel like art is the expression of you. So mm-hmm. you basically you push your your feeling into it, your your emotion into the artwork that you do. Yeah, it's it's super involved. So for and sometimes me, it's really personal. Yeah, it is. It is really personal. Which sometimes when commissioner asks me to fix things, I feel like oh, it's, I don't want to fix it because uh, as totally good that, as yeah. I, it looked all oh, it looked the best now. Why you want to share that thing? I was like, oh, okay. I am kind of guilty because anyway. I'm like, oh, sometimes when you feel like you're commissioned by other people, it's like they want just your style. But if they always want to tweak something and change it and it's like oh, it's kind of losing my style or the feeling yeah. i had with it yeah <laughs> so it's yeah, kind of heartbreaking of back then i feel so much strong like emotion towards when commissioner asked me to fix things but now it's okay now because i feel like okay that's is what he paid for so i mm-hmm. have a bit okay or rooms more room for change mm-hmm. nowadays comparing to previously that's, yeah, that's also super important to be a little bit flexible and to say, like, mm. I could change this a little bit and you can work together. Like, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Typically, yeah, that's what I'm working on. Like, typically, uh, my, like, full detail commission, people can get to see my sketch. Like, I will sketch several um, scenes, like, a rough scene to them for, for them to choose on. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we're just working on I'm just working on from there and then like after I color like test color test it I will send it to to commissioner to see whether he want to change anything what the, the reason being because I the, the reason that I try to like give the commissioner to see the update of it because he or she can like ask you to fix things um, like faster mm-hmm before you just put everything that I mean before you go through the detail and then lay out all like crisp detail and such and then commissioner commissioners are you oh no that's not what I meant that's gonna yeah. be like, long the like, I feel like yeah, the communication is super important because um, I have a very similar process I'll start off with like their general idea and I'm gonna give them mm. like three different thumbnails and with those three thumbnails mm. They can say, okay, I like this direction, and then we'll work from there, and we'll kind of, um, I'll do, just to give you my total quick breakdown, uh, so I do the thumbnails, once that's approved, I get to the rough um, idea of the thumbnail they liked, and when that's approved, Mm. I do the payment, and from the payment, then it just goes on to line work, and then painting. Do you you come up with your own, or your own workflows? Do, do you like is, is it like you like come up with your own workflows like this or do you like take it on someone else i have personally i've i've that's kind of like what i like to ask people about because um starting off in the fandom i had no structure i had like no idea how to go about anything like mm. doing commissions for me like a couple of years ago was like mm. literally just doing a sketch like i would just do okay 
just like line work only and that would be it and i'm super grateful to like my friends and the people who commissioned me early on um but mm -hmm. over time i'm like okay i have to get a little bit better at handling the process and the business side a little bit so i i, I would say i kind of just gradually developed this but seeing like okay. even on the commissioner side like when i commissioned you and stuff I, I was really paying attention to how you handled the process. So then that's how I also kind of took notes. Because the, the, the reason I asked, because that's exactly the same as my episode. <laughs> <laughs> really? So when, yeah, yeah. When, when people commission me for the detail commission, right? I always like drawing first, drawing like two to three thumbnails and said, give them to see which one they choose. Mm -hmm. and, and after they approve, I will like let them pay. So basically, they they can see the art, be, see the sketch before they pay me, and after they 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 make a payment and I can like continue on it, like colors and finish it. Yeah, the so main... it's generally it's almost the same. Yeah, like the main thing is like like the rough thing we're like just talking about like if we can get the idea like for the client saying hey I I like that direction and if you can maintain that kind of consistency throughout the piece, like that's what. I like and that's like the energy that I'll get throughout the piece the whole way through um, mm. kind of having to tweak everything and not really getting the idea that that is exactly what they're picturing is the part that kind of kills me sometimes <laughs> even though yeah, I still yeah. gotta wake up in the morning and I still have to finish it I could see that coming yeah um, so kind of I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your your work life so you mentioned that actually your furry job as an artist is just more or less of a hobby but uh, how, do, how does that blend in with your day job how do you fit in time now, to do art and regular life stuff yeah now nowadays it's become more like part-time job already meaning like it's in, it's been promoted from hobbies <laughs> because I earn quite quite a, a bit from it mm. so these day i'm doing a freelance like i'm still doing the freelance uh, programming software developing mm -hmm. coding on daytime and at night i'm like drawing so basically i'm like full time do you do you feel ah. like your brain has to switch into different modes when you're software developing and then you have to get into the creative field or is it still creative the whole way through I don't feel like I have to trigger or switch anything on my plane, but typically what I do is just when the before the start of the day, right? I'm just thinking, okay, today I have to finish which one. If it today I have to finish uh, programming, okay, I will start doing programming. Mm -hmm. If today I have to finish like like drawing or painting, I have to okay, I will start the day with with with, with uh, drawing and painting. It's in a way it's kind of like split between days, but sometimes it can mix things as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not really like uh, there's no like switch for me. I can't just like going back and forth between them. It's kind of funny for me, like at my day job, if I have a painting that I'm going to be doing or like my comic page that I'm going to be putting out for that week, I'll be kind of thinking about that while I'm doing my regular job and I'm like trying to picture uh -oh. the sketch. Do you ever try to do that? <laughs> Um, not recently, I think, because <laughs> that's only happen when you get bored from your job, right? Mm, hey, I'm, that is true. The good, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, because when I work like full time, when I work full time before, I feel that sometimes I like my brain just says go, what went away and 
you know, think about how how to draw stuff, how to draw this, mm-hmm. how to like, imagine storyline and such. But when it comes to now, nowadays I'm like having a freelance work, so it's both of them are freelance, meaning drawing art and, and coding. So, if you're... So, I, so most of the time I just focus on one thing at a time, so I'm not really like... If my brain drifts off, then I should like stop doing that and doing another thing. You know, that's really there's no mental, there's no like limitation or mentally things. I have to focus on the same thing all the time. I just like whenever I feel, okay, my brain just stopped working on coding now. I just my brain just working on like thinking up for thinking about the face structure. Then I stop coding and then do the drawing. That sounds like a that's kind of a bit yeah. That's kind of a bit benefit of being freelance, I believe. So you manage on your own time. So do you feel like uh, getting into like art and the furry fandom as a whole like has has more or less like changed your life for the better? And how how do you feel like um, like what is like the next step or like do you feel like you're still kind of pushing things uh, like like figuring out what like your career is going to go in the furry fandom or what is the sort of. I mean, I'm even having a kind of a tough time uh, figuring out, like, am I going to pursue the furry fandom even more personally? And, like, am I going to live off just the community? Or, like, am I going to make more time to get my other degrees in college and to get a different job? I I, I feel like I kind of struggle with that question a lot personally. Um, What do you think about that kind of thing? For me, right, I feel like I'm... The current, current like situation is quite nice in the way that I can earn from both like non fully side of thing and, and side of fully side of thing. Mm-hmm. The reason being because I, I feel like I want to pursue more of the artwork I draw or more like fully community and, and and such. But the limitation was because of the, the income I earn from So like right now at least it's it's livable and that's like sort of been the goal. Um, yeah, I'm not I sure think... that I, I get that correctly, but yeah, I but think... right now it's, 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 it's looking nice, but I want to, to draw more. I want to pursue more on the furry side or, or on the, on the artistic side of thing, but because the, the paying, um, the coding is paid more. Yeah. So that... yeah, I have to put on those. <laughs> you kind of want me to move to Thailand now to make a <laughs> livable income. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely because the the living cost here is much lower than in US for sure. Dude, not even joking. Like in America, at least, like if you're in the mainland and not on the West Coast, because like California, you know, like that side mm. is a bit more expensive. But if you're in Hawaii, like the people have mm. to work so hard here for so little. And I really like being raised here. Oh. Um, like if you can manage like maybe three thousand dollars for your rent every month. That's just ridiculous. Um, wow. So for me personally, yeah, like trying to if, if wait three thousand well, dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of. <laughs> that's sometimes people's rent only, and they don't even own the house. Um, oh wow. Um, that's just like a general number though, because I heard even one of my friends gave me a figure where it's like not to get too much into the money talk, but like if you don't make like seventy five thousand dollars a year. Um, that's the average income for like a household in Hawaii, at least for one person. Um, Whoa. I'll just say TLDR. I do not make that personally. 
um but yeah like seeing seeing like you go into like not only having a professional life but also pursuing your passion is super inspirational what what would be some of your advice to like people who are just getting into art because i always want to push people to pursue a passion of theirs what what would you have to tell people that's kind of like questioning whether or not they want to be an artist and what it's like to identify as an artist wow it's really tough questions <laughs> sorry I, mean, I like to ask the really big questions yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like if you the thing is you need to have some sort of like um what's possible like money ready as in in a way that you uh, yeah like the necessary me... things that you you have to leave like a house or, or whatever that you have mm -hmm. i mean you on you, you live under and like a food a regular meal and everything then you can start pursuing art art, art is more like a luxury thing so when when you want to start on it if your financial is not ready for it try to get a job for like to try to work on something else that you can earn on and then pursue the art like as a half time or part time or like a hobby first because when you start it of course you are not like starting from just paint i mean like day one painting you will get mm. like thousand likes or like millions like like from twitter or whatever social network you post it on of course not because people when we start drawing it's always crappy art that's mm -hmm. that's that's bound to happen on everyone to get to the point where people can uh, want to buy your your artwork it might take a year or mm -hmm. a few months so first thing first you have to be um, healthy beforehand because being staff by be just being only artist is not a healthy situation yeah so it... try to get a job get the job that pay you or doing anything part-time that you can survive without making money out of art first. Yeah, be... like, it doesn't matter if you have a fursuit. If you can't afford food, I think that would be a really big problem. Yeah. <laughs> fursuit is just a dream. You, you, you try not to, to, to get that first because fursuit is more or less really expensive <laughs> things, um, I believe. Oh. Well, that's but... really... That's really important, and I think you bring up a lot of, like, at least the fundamental issues that, like, hey, you should get a handle on your basic, you know, living priorities needs, first. Yeah, yeah your I basic needs, needs that especially. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. So Because, because art is not, like, in, I mean, it can be a goal, but, like, it's not done, done. It's more like a journey. You will live on with it for entire life. So... Mm -hmm you probably have to be able to live your life first so that you can enjoy pursuing your own passion. Yeah, it's... Without it's thinking a... much of, like, how to get money from, you know? <laughs> yeah, the money, I think, that's really... Oh, yeah, that's a really good point because, like, fundamentally, it's, it's more or less kind of like a philosophy. Um, mm. Like, the way you think and observe as an artist is really important to how you develop like your life around that um and not not being able to support yourself first of all makes things harder 
Um, yeah, a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, when you're worrying about like, oh, like where am I gonna live what versus do, like yeah. what am I gonna paint? Um, so, yes. yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for the advice and actually like setting time to talk with me about art like i haven't had like a really in-depth art conversation in a bit and it's really helped me during like my kind of art burnout period because i felt like a, li a little lackluster recently um oh. but yeah i think i'm gonna get back to practicing some fundamentals and kind of looking at my inspirations <laughs> and going back and maybe doing like a couple hundred figure drawings uh, yeah, that's <laughs> um, that's and idea. even in these times, uh, thank you for making time to talk with me today, Zephix. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to, you know, comment on, um, before we wrap this up, uh, anything you'd like to mention? Um, I think I should mention this. I, I, I forgot to say that earlier that I will be, um, I have been invited to be a GHOH uh, guest of honor in the LIFC Furcon in Singapore this year so right but 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 the fur is a bit uh, but the fur is already postponed to next year so i will be there next year if you want to to join me to see me live um basically to be on stage you can come to like Little islands fur which held in singapore next year oh that sounds like so much fun <laughs> so it's my first time it's super fun i mean i like it i mean i it would be fun i believe you guys so. check out Zephix. I will link all of his information below and yeah. you should go freaking get his art because he's awesome. Um, so yeah. thanks for joining us on Tree Park episode 12 and everyone hope you guys stay safe.